1: Hail Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh,
0: a huge qualified sports are back. Celebrities are out there playing golf this weekend. It's Memorial Day <laughs> weekend, a holiday weekend in the United States. we got celebrities playing golf. You go over to Europe, and yes, today's theme is catching up across Europe. We've got Germans, the German league at least, playing football, and Something is bubbling here, Josh, with the Premier League. So yep. I think it's time we talk about what's bubbling up. Are we going to get our precious Premier League
1: back? Some Premier League talk. Uh, La Liga, I think they've announced the date that they're coming back now. I think that's like it's like June 12th or something like that. So it's yeah, it feels like it's all everything is. Well, I don't know, actually, in some ways, it feels like we are um kind of pretending that things are better, but certainly <laughs> but certainly <laughs> in, in some places they are, in some places they are. I mean, New York is, I mean, compared to New York today, and, you know, I when I went for a bike ride with my daughter this morning, and it feels, you know, completely, the, the whole atmosphere is so different than it was two months ago. You know, there's a farmer's market, there are a lot of people there. People are pretty good about observing the rules here in New York. Um, I know that some, some parts of the country less so, um, although some parts of the country weren't hit as hard, so that does kind of make sense. Um, but yeah, it feels the atmosphere is different. It's, you know, I was thinking a second ago, it's so weird to be recording. We have never recorded this late into the spring. You know, we've never recorded mm-hmm. This is the first time we've ever, you know, five years of podcasting this podcast. We've never recorded, uh, um, a Memorial weekend podcast before in a season that ends three weeks before. And so, you know, it sort of feels like Voyager one and Voyager two, Brandon, you know, they, <laughs> they, they set out to explore the solar system and now they have they're past Pluto, you know, and who knows what they're going to find out there, you know, they're getting close to the Oort cloud. And uh, that's that's where we are, Brandon. We're approaching our own personal Oort cloud uh, when it comes to sports
0: <laughs> <laughs> across the world. And uh, our guest today will be Q from Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> I really look forward to talking to Q about uh, what he's doing with this fantasy Bundesliga team. Yes, we're going to check in on the second weekend of fantasy Bundesliga. We've got a bunch of questions from you, the listeners, about the Premier League possibly coming back and possible implications for FPL. But let's have a quick check-in here, Josh. The big announcement this week for Always Cheating, we have new merch uh, on our online shop, alwayscheating.com slash shop. Just go to alwayscheating.com. You'll find it. Um, We've got new T-shirts, new mugs. Yeah. I'll do you one better. We now have an Always Cheating hoodie for those people. Just in time for summer. You you can bundle up with a hoodie. Yeah.
1: The the response has been really, really good too. Um I, I don't know if people didn't like the previous merch <laughs> or what, but I I cannot believe uh how much like in terms of actual like people buying stuff. Uh it's just a massive jump in, in sales over the last uh uh over the last couple of days. It's been very cool to see it come through. And all of it we got an order from Malta, Brandon. That was that was very cool. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so all, all over the country, um, lots of people have, have ordered the new merch. I think it looks great. My wife actually was, was, um, was kind of needling me that I, I need to get a bus team t-shirt for her. She really likes that t-shirt. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think you did a really great job. So always cheating.com is where you can uh, find the always cheating shop, uh, and place an order.
0: I think my favorite tweet related to the new merge came from, uh, our friend and everyone's friend, Eric Freeman, who said, uh, looking at our bus team t-shirts, imagine, Uh, be wearing a bus team t-shirt being hit by a bus an hour before the game
1: week deadline and what a legend you would be circle of life right there it'd be beautiful um so that's new new merch and then uh yeah i just want to check in a little bit about the bundesliga we're going to talk pretty premier league focused actually in this week's podcast but uh with the second week of the bundesliga in the books now last week you said that you were like, give me West Brom, Norwich, in like you know a supermarket parking lot, and I'll I'll prefer that over, um, you know, a top of the table clash in the Bundesliga. Has the second week changed your perspective at all, or are you still uh, the Bundesliga's number one hater? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's not like I'm okay. So I've I've repositioned my argument here. Okay. It's not that I'm a Bundesliga hater. It's kind of like. I'm at summer camp right now and Bundesliga is, you know, that attractive girl in the girls camp. And I, basically I'm viewing Bundesliga as that summer fling and it's going to end at some point and I'm not going to get too attached. And what that leads to is very little emotional investment on my part. Okay. So I, It's not your fault. Bundesliga. It's my fault. It's on me. You are basically a a summer fling and I'm not going to get too attached. Therefore, like Bundesliga is going to get me by the campfire and she's going to say, let's go over to the woods and make out a little bit. And then Bundesliga is going to tell me that she loves me. And Uh I'm going to say, my boys are over here. We're about to go kayaking. So I'll see you later. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right, your boys are the are the Premier League in this metaphor. Or yeah, Raheem uh, Sterling yeah.
0: and you know um, Kevin De Bruyne are like, hey, Brandon, come on, kayaks, let's do this.
1: So, there were there were no moments, standout players, uh, nothing. You just you had your arms folded the whole weekend, um, shaking your head <laughs> like like Lee Trevino and Happy Gilmore, just like very, you know, not not feeling it. I feel like I'm kneeling you a little bit. I mean, but, you know, I I surely there were some (laughs) things you enjoyed about the League this weekend.
0: The the Bundesliga. I can pull out some positives for the Bundesliga. So Hakimi for Borussia Dortmund. I put him in my fantasy team because somebody billed him as the, as Dortmund's response to Trent Alexander-Arnold. And he plays on the right. He's got a lot of pace. Uh, His cross isn't exactly the same as Trent's but uh, he's very offensively involved. So watching Hakimi score and be heavily involved, I mean, he he played a great game last weekend as well to open up this, this whole thing. But Hakimi was really fun to watch, and he's one of those players where you're thinking you're going to a different club. Not that Dortmund isn't like a phenomenal world-class club to be at, but could would you see Hakimi in the Premier League? Would you see him at La Liga? Would you see him at Bayern Munich? So he was fun to watch Um, while it was disappointing to see Holland, everyone's boy, not Mm -hmm. do anything. And the other player that was a takeaway for me was uh, Kai Havertz uh, for uh, Leverkusen. Mm -hmm. And now everyone is comparing him to Kevin De Bruyne, I think. And there is that whole De Bruyne going back through the – bundesliga at wolfsburg sort of thing but he scored a brace last weekend and he followed that up this weekend with another brace and watching him score that brace last weekend i was like who is this guy and then yeah. seeing him do it again um he's on penalties he's the team leader he's another guy where you're like wow i need to pay attention to him what's yeah, next sickly this
1: guy? sickly thin
0: Hebert seems to be right. <laughs> it's like a, like Bru- Bruno Fernandez and and Riyad Mahrez levels he, of thinness? Yeah,
1: he's like negative two body fat. It's like it's not even zero. It's like uh, somehow less than that. Um I liked him too. I watched the. uh I mean, you know, it's. I you know, I guess the fantasy thing helps because it does get you as as we all know as all as all experienced fantasy managers know it's a great way to to learn a lot of to just follow the game in a way you wouldn't follow it otherwise. Um, you know, and to pay attention to more players and, uh, you know, watching, um, uh, Leipzig destroy, uh, my minds. I think that's how you say that minds today. Um, during old club, uh, it was, uh, I mean, his the club that he played for that is, um, it was sort of, uh, actually, I think he managed there as well. Um, just watching them, uh, destroy them. Thanks was... Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it was it was like i had like i it was like i did that thing where i was like i was imagining someone listening right now and then correcting everything i said as i said it because so i felt like i had mm-hmm. to keep like throwing out that i knew some things but i can't even pronounce mine so what do i actually know here um so anyway but watching uh leipzig just throttle them today uh it was it was really impressive and timo Werner, i mean he was you know r- real like pure striker you know or i mean like i mean, actually like, like now i shouldn't say pure striker but like a modern striker where i felt like he could take the take the ball down he moved out the left at times um scored a hat trick honestly probably could have scored four or five in the match um and a uh, uh, number of yeah. shots
0: off target i think his finish eluded him uh, in the second half a few times
1: Yeah, but ultimately it was kind of an Aguero-level thing where he was like, he was getting that hat trick. Like, that was going going to happen. and To uh, the point where they were going to
0: sub him off and they kept him on the pitch, probably because he was sending the hand signals of, everyone was dunking on me last week when uh, Lewandowski and Holland were scoring and he couldn't. And is this guy overrated or what? So I think you're right that he was urgently trying to put his stamp on... Yeah, uh, this return to the Bundesliga.
1: And his passing was really good, too. I mean, he set up, um, you know, and Cuckoo and uh, Poulsen, uh, he set both of them up for you know, really big chances in the match. And uh, the Poulsen in the first half in particular was a real golden chance. But so that was that was kind of fun because I was just like, you know, if you told me like Leipzig, like I'd be like, all I could have told you going into this was. There's, you know, Timo Werner is, I mean, I could have told you some of the political stuff because, you know, but like I, uh, but the the team itself, I it would have been like, well, I know that Timo Werner is a player who has been rumored to go to Liverpool. And like, that's all I could have told you really. And so it, it's just kind of fun. I mean, if you, if you like, you know, soccer slash football, then it's just fun to learn more things. It's fun to see more people play. It's fun to have a more comprehensive scope, you know, and, uh, and not just be Premier League focused. I mean, I, I you know, I don't like to. You don't want to be totally in that box, you know, where, like, that's the only thing you know about. And so um, so I think it's been kind of fun just watching these matches. And I think as far as the no fans in the stands aspect of it goes, um, I'd say by the second weekend I was more or less used to it. I mean, I, it didn't really bother me. It didn't affect the viewing experience too greatly. Uh, what do you think about this idea that they might pipe sound in for some of these matches? Are you pro fake sound and cheering or not?
0: Well, they did actually during the Leipzig-Mines match. Uh, I don't know if it was Fox pip- piping it in over their broadcast or if it was actually in the arena where they were playing. Oh, interesting. Okay, but I heard it. You could hear you could hear the crowds chanting, and it seemed like it would uh, modulate based on the action. Like I think that there was a foul called against Leipzig, and then the crowd sort of turned and started grumbling a little bit. Okay, it sounded very. It sounded very normal if you're kind of not paying attention. But when you okay. start to pay attention and you're like, wait, this is completely fake, it becomes just uncomfortably Orwellian and okay. I don't like it. It is very yeah. reminiscent of when Fox Sports put the laser microchip inside the hockey puck for right. people who complained, <laughs> yeah. I can't watch hockey yeah. because yeah. I can't see where the puck is. So they put yeah. this laser in it. So when you're watching it on TV, you see these like... um I don't know, chemtrails or whatever you want to call them that followed the puck everywhere.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I saw some people comparing it to like, hey, it's like a laugh track on TV. And I'm like, well, who likes a laugh track? Like when's the last time there was a laugh track in a TV show? Like 25 years ago. Like nobody wants it. It's like it's lame. It's like telling you when to laugh, you know, and like I don't need to be told when to cheer. Um, I mean, it's like we just accept that it's a different experience, you know, just like I don't know. I I don't like it's like the sort of. We have to pretend that this is, this is like a normal match going experience. And I do not really see the value in that. I could
0: position it this way for you. It's less, and I realize I just called it deeply Orwellian and, and, and shocking, but you could position it, this, this fake crowd noise as more like white noise. So when my wife goes to sleep, she wants to put the fan on Mm -hmm. and because she just wants to dampen the the room tone basically and just right. go to sleep that way and i think some people watching these games it's less that they want to hear specific sounds they just kind of want that room tone they want that bass level so they can almost block out the fact that there are no fans they don't want the replication of fans but they want the blocking out of the fact that there are none does that if, if that makes any sense
1: yeah I, that does that does make sense i I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't actually notice the sound um, that, that was piped in today. And, um, uh, I, you know, I don't know. So I, I just didn't have the volume up that loud, I guess. Uh, but um, so maybe I, maybe it's like not worth it actually getting upset about because I just <laughs> I wouldn't notice one way or the other. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think that there is we're, we're going to talk a little bit about some lessons <laughs> Things that the Bundesliga has taught us up, you know, that, that may inform what the Premier League is like, you know, if and when it comes back. So let's uh let's shelve the Bundesliga talk for just one moment. But Brandon, before we do, our we have a Patreon exclusive Bundesliga League open only for our patrons, and it's still open. If you want to become a Patreon supporter, or if you're already playing Fantasy Bundesliga and you want to get into our league, uh, visit patreon.com/slash always cheating to do so. Brennan, the top five members, uh, or the top five, I should say, in our Patreon league. Number five is The Fantasy King. Number four is Poppy in Uganda. Number three is Hollandaise Sauce. Two. Uh, number two nice is sv uh, sv Verder Bremen. Uh, that's uh, that's Gavin Doyle, and he was very excited to be in second place. Uh, he knows his he knows his I Bundesliga.
0: I will say for Gavin, it's uh, weirder Bremen. I think Gavin was insistent that that was actually part of the joke uh, okay. that it was not Verder; <laughs> it was weirder. <laughs>
1: and uh la La holland is uh in first place so uh yeah thank you to the congratulations to the top five and uh i'm in ninth place Brendan. i'm having a pretty good fantasy bundesliga experience the big the big thing was and this is like you know one of the biggest difference between the two is that you can decide whether to keep your basically what's your captain you can decide whether to keep your captain or or roll it you know to the next day and uh I I had a pretty good score from Lewandowski, and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna roll it for for Timo Werner, and uh, and that made a big difference. And so that, that is kind of a fun thing. I do like that the the like level of engagement is super high. I think it'd be too high for for certain casual players in FPL, but it, it's pretty fun. I think if you take if you take fantasy seriously.
0: Yeah. And uh, if anyone had known that Mines was going to show up with a bunch of people who had apparently never played football before, um, <laughs> it would have been the easiest decision you ever had to make. they? They looked hilariously bad. <laughs> the issue I'm having with my Bundesliga league team right now is that nobody plays like all my defenders, like aside from Hikimi, they just don't play. So I uh, need to figure that one out.
1: A lot of rotation. Yeah. Uh, and this Tuesday I, well, should be really fun uh, because it's a, uh, it's a uh, Bruce Dirtman Byron play. And I believe it's at, not that it really matters right now, but I, th- I believe Bruce Dirtman are the home team in that match. And they are separated by four points in the division right now. So uh, and both teams have looked awesome. I think that, you know, one thing I think we've learned is that if you have talented players, like it does seem like playing without any crowds is a pretty big leg up. I think that that is definitely something that I think we'll see in the, in the, in the, um, premier league as well. when that resumes, I, th- I, feel, I feel, it feels like it might be a little top heavy in terms of the, you know, results that we see. Uh, before we
0: move on from the Patreon section and take a break and, and get to some listener questions, a special shout out to our new producer. Klaxon Klaxon, we have a new Always Cheating producer. His name is Brandon B. So huge thanks to Brandon B. for stepping up, becoming a producer of the pod. And I see on Brandon's Twitter profile that he's also XUS Army. So hat tip. Thank you for your service, Brandon.
1: Excellent, yeah, thank you very much, Brandon. Very much appreciated. if you would like to become a patron, uh go to patreon dot com slash always cheating uh and uh then you can find out more about our our private slack channel and uh you know as far as uh patreon you know goes, i think you know we've we've suspended april and may and um unless news comes out in the next couple of days that the premier league is back um imminently then we're going to go ahead and suspend june as well uh so that's that's where we are right now with patrons we don't um we just don't think it's uh something, we don't want to be charging patrons when there's no um when there's no uh, premier league taking place and we also know that a lot of people are hurting right now too so uh, that's that's the situation with our patreon we'll keep everybody posted on what happens there
0: Okay, Josh, let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back, talk more about the Premier League,
1: and take uh, a handful of listener questions. Great. All right, Brandon, Premier League, possibly fantasy, um, may be resuming shortly. We know that uh, clubs are now training again. I saw photos of Sadio Mane with um, the, the back of his hair was looking like, kind of like yours, actually, Brandon, where, you know, sort of – it's you can you you're like you almost have enough to do a comb over now. It's like it's getting close. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mane has got the uh,
0: the the most subtle receding hairline I've ever s- seen. I mean, he wears it well. He's a striking man, but it's it's an odd head. Hmm
1: yeah i don't know is it subtle i feel like that's like what i think of him in my, in my brain i think of a man who <laughs> lost two-thirds of his scalp it feels very uh yeah
0: it's like i'm used to the whole like the widow's peak that is is you know sort of disappearing and his he's just got like a very defined hairline that's just like it's back an inch every season um
1: uh have you seen a bombing too that was that was pretty hilarious uh, bombing has got kind of the same thing where it's like it's just kind of going up but he doesn't have a ton left you know and so it's just sort of growing i yeah. don't know I, I haven't seen rooney yet i feel like that'll complete the bald guy perfect <laughs> uh, uh, we'll
0: see how yeah, he's has doing. A, a, yeah do, how much attention do you need to give to your hair plugs during quarantine like has <laughs> rooney's plugs all just fallen out at this point or i know that's the, a good question the, yeah the spot in the crown of his head has just gone crazy
1: pretty intimate experience right putting those plugs back in um so so I think based on the successful rollout of the Bundesliga, I think that the odds have, have – impri- I, I don't know how much the Bundesliga is really about whether or not, but I think it could – the fact that it's gone well I think is certainly um, going to motivate people to try to get the Premier League up and running again. Did you see this thing about the test where um, I think they tested like 980 people or whatever and, and two came back um, mm-hmm. positive for coronavirus?
0: Yep. I saw that. One was from Bournemouth. I don't recall where the other one was from.
1: Okay. Yeah. I didn't see where they were from, but, you know, to me, that's actually pretty encouraging. I think, um, a week before they tested 700 plus people and six came back. Um, and so, I mean, to test a thousand people and only have two, uh, be positive, I think is, is a, is a really good sign, you know, and, um, you almost want to call positives because it forces people or not forces them, but it kind of, um, well, it'll be a reminder to to the mm-hmm. players and coaches that they that they have to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, to, I mean, you know, you and I could talk about the human rights element of this, you know, <laughs> whether it's like, you know, like for them and everyone in their family to have to kind of not leave the home, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so that, you know, the Premier League can break in as much cash as possible, you know, during the current season, but –
0: yeah, really interesting comments from Danny Rose and Troy Deeney uh, this past week or so. And also N'Golo Kante excusing himself from small team training at Chelsea. He's got a you know long family history of illness. He wants to protect his family as best that he can. So totally yeah. hear that and respect that point of view.
1: Yeah, of course. But, um, you know, I think that as a... Um, From my perspective, I mean, I, 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 of course I hope it comes back. I mean, I'm, I'm at home all day, you know, working and I have a three and a half year old daughter. So I'm like, I have like half a day where I'm just not working while, whilst home, you know, like Mm -hmm. let's put some matches on, you know, that sounds great. Um, you know, and so, yeah, I think, uh, I, I would love it if it came back and, uh, um, I obviously don't want anyone to get hurt or sick, obviously, but, um, you know, I think that. Um, if they can pull it off, then, you know, and they have a, they have a plan for what, you know, cause the Bundesliga have s- has said, you know, we expect people to come back positive. We, that this is something that we th- will strongly think will happen. And we have a quarantine plan in place and that will not halt the season. And so I, I assume the premier league would do the same kind of, kind of thing. There actually is some breaking news. Just as we started podcasting, um, the UK government late Sunday, um, has given the premier league green light to resume contact training. So that is a pretty massive next step. Um, yeah. So I think this is actually going to happen. Like, I think the question I have is whether fantasy will happen and what do you think? I mean, let's, let's say the premier league, they, they, it seems very likely there's a lot of reasons for them to want to do it. Uh, most of them involving cash, um, that's maybe the only reason, uh, so, but that's, that's, a, you know, that's, that's a very powerful one. Um, so if, if the Premier League comes back, what are the odds that Fantasy comes back to? What do you think? Well,
0: well, I think they're pretty good. If you go to the Fantasy Premier League website, you're greeted with this status report message and I can actually read it in whole. It's, it's three sentences. Okay. So it's, it says, as we look to complete the 2019-20 Premier League season, further updates on FBL will be provided when appropriate goes on to say, we want to reassure FPL managers that we will provide further updates on the game when appropriate. And we thank you for your continued patience. We can confirm this is the confirmation you're looking for, Josh. Okay. We can confirm that any chips you retain at present, EG triple captain, bench boost, free hit and or wildcard would remain available for you in accordance with the game rules. That's so official. I'm sure a lawyer vetted this. (laughs) These are exceptional circumstances, and we appreciate the understanding of FPL managers while the situation continues to evolve. So if the Premier League is going so far as to write and legally vet this language and put it on the status page of the FPL game, I have to believe they have every intention. I mean, they even say you're going to get your chips back. So they're planning for it. It's happening.
1: Yeah, that's actually really encouraging. It was funny when you said it was three cents. I was hoping it would be like um, really uh, poetic. Like uh, this is just to say I've eaten the plums that were in the icebox, you know, like real like – go like you know that william carlos williams uh poem sounds uh, wonderful we will be looking yeah, that up anyway, yeah um <laughs> like just really oblique and you're like i don't know what does that mean um yeah i think that um i, I guess i really i really was worried about it being kind of scary when they might have resumed in game week 35 or something or 37 mm-hmm. you know and they would have had like a you know octubal game week you know or some nonsense but if you know the, the fact that we've actually gone past the 38 week window um means they basically have had three months to figure out how to you know halt the train you know then move it backwards and get it back on its tracks or whatever i you know i i, I you know i was really worried because when they first stopped the game they were like yeah the next game week is a everybody gets zero points you know and and if you took a hit then you got minus four and uh when that happened i was like oh so they don't know how to stop this thing like they don't they don't know how to pause it because why in the world would you ever give people a negative four you know for no reason uh but maybe now they can kind of go back and they'll just restart it at game week was it 27 is that what the 29 i think it was was it that late in the season yeah i I think it was okay so that's we had 10 weeks left to go Maybe I'm thinking of the Bundesliga. Anyway, um, yeah, so there yes, yeah, so the ten week ten game weeks to Your the uh, fresh Bundesliga
0: Bundesliga. <laughs> Bundesliga's <laughs> number one fan over here.
1: And I guess I'm still hoping, you know, I for Liverpool alone, um, I, I guess I hope it comes back because uh um I don't know, but also like who cares? I, I'm like I'm really of like two minds about this, I guess, you know. Um it feels weird to resume it after yeah. three months and I I presumably they'll have five substitutions and you know but who cares about legitimacy like you know it's like who cares it's all everything's so screwy if, if you know if the players want to get paid and and they want to put matches on i'm certainly going to be watching and i'm certainly going to be excited about it you know and it'll also give us something to talk about on the mm-hmm. podcast which makes me doubly excited so um i mean are you kind of in the same on the same page
0: yeah definitely and I think you're right. The Bundesliga coming back like a major European league, showing that it is possible and that people will watch these broadcasts. Not only did it did it show other leagues around the world up a path that they could travel. Watching the broadcasts, it's very much like the. Um, let me take it back to my summer camp metaphor. So me making out with Bundesliga in the woods uh, next to that campfire before I go kayaking, making out the Bundesliga just reminds me of my girl back home who I'm actually in love with and how I can't wait to get back home to them. So I am only more reminded of my love for the Premier League right now. And baby, I'm coming home.
1: You are just like romance-starved right now, Brandon. It's just it's slipping out of all your all your metaphors. Yeah, like anyone
0: who's been cooped up with his yeah.
1: wife for three months, he's going to do a date night and just go <laughs> go, go, on, go on the porch and pour, pour a cocktail or something. Um, mm-hmm. All right, we got a few questions here. Uh, Sumant Naktar says. How to strategize with the Premier League starting again? Because I feel like we have to start from square one regarding the data, uh, because we don't know in which form the players are in, uh, which we have in our squad right now. So yeah, and then just kind of in line with that, uh, Doctor Amir Ragab, a doctor, Brandon on our uh, wow, wow, what a the circles the we official run. Official right? medical doctor of the Always Cheating. <laughs> uh, he says uh, players to have and teams to avoid. So I feel like these are kind of aligned. So. Yeah, I mean, if, I think both of us kind of take it as a given that if the game does come back, fingers crossed, uh, that we would all get a wild card, right? You would have to get a wild card, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? I mean, 10 weeks away, five subs. Yeah,
0: and I mean, God forbid some of these players get um, quarantined because of exposure to COVID and stuff like that. You don't know <laughs> who's going to be available and who won't be available and uh, who who could not be available on a couple of weeks, given the circumstances. And I think that's yep. the sort of flexibility in order to, a you, FPL would, you know, this is I, me wanting some sort of uh, emotionless giant behemoth corporation expecting them to want me to feel good. But I think they would want <laughs> us to feel good. And yeah. I think just giving everyone a wild card would just sort of placate everyone, it's avoid funny. any sort of controversy.
1: Yeah. We're so like cynical. It's like, we just like went to like the Premier League headquarters and they were like all incredibly nice to us. And like we have like we benefited girl. so much from this. And yet every week we're like, this cynical cash grab. Can you believe this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this they're wearing their we burglar masks yeah, this, and those, you know, big
0: yeah. bags with a dollar sign written on the outside. Yeah, this yeah, thing, thing exactly. we love so
1: much that we we podcast every week, even though there's no sports, you know, this like um. Yeah, I think if if we were to uh, if it comes back, whether or not there are, um, there's a wild card or not, the first priority for me would be to acquire center backs. Center backs are um, less likely to rotate. Most teams don't have a ton of center backs. Um, you know, uh, even even a really top tier squad. I mean, like as we saw with Man City this season, top tier squads typically only go three or four deep with center backs anyway um and so I, I would be really worried about rotation and i think that um having a bunch of center backs in your team would be a real smart strategy because we're even seeing the bonus like, like you said like you just don't know which of your players are going to play right like this it's hard to mm-hmm. plan for that kind of rotation and I, I think if you know if it comes back it's not going to be over 10 weeks it'll be um i assume it'd be you know 10 matches in six weeks or seven weeks you know, i think we'll have a lot of midweek matches um as well
0: yeah, I think that's a, a smart piece of advice, uh, focusing on those players who are rotation proof. And I think that also applies to talismanic players. You look at Lewandowski and uh, Timo Werner and Holland. These guys have played 90 minutes back to back and they're not going to get rotated. Those are players that, A, have a lust for competition and for goal scoring. You don't have a like for like on the bench to swap in for them. And there are some of the fittest people on your team that that don't need as much rest. Now they come and they, you know, they're sprinting a lot more and all that sort of stuff. But I think I think that's a great way to look at it. And it's kind of the only way to look at it in these more abstract positional terms, because if you try to think. Well, there have been three months off. Therefore, Harvey Barnes, who was informed prior to the break, might not be informed now. Therefore, I should switch him to Jack Grealish or Iose Perez. You're just talking yourself into something there. And the fact that we may have to start from square one because we have no data means we have no data. So it's really going to be a roll of the dice when the game comes back in terms of
1: who's hot and who's not. Yeah, I mean – Someone like Sun is back in training now, right? I mean he and broke Harry his Kane arm. probably too. Harry Kane, but you mean Sun he was, yeah, Harry Kane too. But Sun is the craziest one because he not only broke his arm, but he actually went to military training as well um apparently finished like top in his class like south like like like, he went to like a boot camp in south korea and uh there were like 150 plus people there and he was the like highest rated in terms of maybe 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 that makes sense considering he's a professional athlete but it was still like he like i love that he like (laughs) can you
0: imagine getting in hungman's son's platoon and you're like great okay this guy's like a (laughs) world-class athlete (laughs) he's just like dogging you he's like carrying like five backpacks over his head while he's running
1: That's true. It's not like they were actually shooting anybody. So it was really just like fitness (laughs) metrics, but, but still, uh, so you don't know that. I don't know what's going on over there. That's true. But it's like, I, you know, like what kind of play, like what kind of, how does he come back? Right. He's broke his arms and then he went to military training and now he's back, you know, so it's, it's like, everything is all forms out the window. Um, the next, well, so Benny Blanco says, which teams will neutral grounds and empty stadiums affect the most? And I think this this is important to this as well because I think that having watched two weeks now at the Bundesliga, I think the empty stadium effect is really bad for bad teams, for bottom half of the table teams. There's no, you don't have any of that like Caro Road, twenty thousand people inspiring you to to to, mm-hmm. to you know to pull off an inexplicable win over Man City, right? It's like there's just no. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's like a training ground, you know, it's like, it's like a, you know, it's like a, um, preseason match or something where it's just like the talented team is probably going to take it cause they're just better, you know? And, uh, they probably also have like access to better personal equipment. Right. And like, they probably have like, they have more money. So they probably have better home gyms. They probably have stayed in better shape. You know, they've sort of, they have just advantages that come with being at the top of their profession that I suspect some of these smaller clubs don't have.
0: Yeah, uh, Benny's question actually caused me to look up the home and away table. So you can go to SoccerStats.com and find these. It's a table of what would the Premier League look like if we just counted home stats versus away stats. So Southampton notoriously absolutely garbage at home. They're 20th in the home table. So you would think if Southampton were playing at a neutral site, It's great for them because they do not like playing in front of their fans. Apparently they do not like playing at home. I was like a a club like Arsenal They're uh, they're 12th in the away table, but sixth at the home table. So that might favor them uh, to be not as good without their home fans. Leicester City second in the home table. So let's just like list the the teams who um, are better at home than away Uh, based on this table. Leicester City in second at the home table, but fourth in the away table. Manchester United, they're in fourth place in the home table, but they're in ninth in the away table. So you're just looking at those two teams where they have big FPL assets, Leicester and Manchester United. You would worry for them not having their home fans pushing them because they're not doing as well when they're away from home.
1: I think with... Yeah, with um, with Man City, I think the bigger, the the real big issue, and this is um, Pranil Sheff um, says, if we have a Man City double up first, will you invest in them? Uh, and Jeff Watchma says, if Premier teams are allowed up to five substitutions, do we need to upgrade Pep's wheel of roulette to something bigger? Giant craps, perhaps. Um, yeah, I they would be scary for lots of reasons. Uh, you know, I think that uh, there's there's the data you decided, but also just like that's a huge squad. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean like every spot, there are like two good players basically right outside of their center back position. So, um, yeah, that would be, I don't know. Like, I guess I don't, don't really know where we are with injuries right now either. I mean, do, I mean, first of all, I guess, do you have any good thoughts on the man city question? Well,
0: God, it's been so long since I pulled up a fixture ticker, but I think the big concern, so I played my wild card going into, I think it was game week 29. And I only had Kevin De Bruyne in my wild card. You think the wild card was a great opportunity to load up on a couple more Man City attacking assets. But you look at their their matches after game week 29, Burnley, Chelsea, uh, Liverpool. Um, Chelsea and Liverpool back-to-back, like kind of a tricky uh, double run of fixtures there. Southampton and Newcastle after that. But I'm just – a, a, the rotation threat coupled with that Liverpool fixture in game week 32, I'm not that bothered by Manchester City. I think they're just there's just plenty of other red meat on offer from other teams. Yeah, um, and, and I I would probably just stay away when I'm considering that.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I think I would probably just based on this like what we've seen so far with these one sided matches with these really talented teams. I I think I would. Even bear in mind what you said before, I, I think that I would probably have two or three Man City players, um, but I would also load up on my center backs before. But I, I think I would rename my team five, five massive center backs, Brandon. I want five. <laughs> I want five per murder-sacker types, you know, just big, yeah. hulking, six, four guys who don't run at all, and you can just play them, you know, 90 minutes the rest of the shortened season because uh, they only run about a kilometer a match, you know, so – I Chelsea, don't know. Was
0: a, yeah. Chelsea was another interesting team that came up in this home table versus away table. Their third place in the away table versus eighth at home. Now, you think Stanford Bridge would count for a bit more for a team like Chelsea. Yeah. I don't know if this is just how the, uh, the fixtures lined up and they have an easier right. run in and they look to rack up a few more home wins. But Chelsea coming back into this neutral site, no fan situation, given how they perform away from home, it's... You know, that's going to be another interesting matchup for Manchester City.
1: Such a small sample size, too, right? We're talking about 14 matches, um, r- roughly, you know, for, for a team. So it's, um, yeah, because you actually would think that the Chelsea team being so young that they would be better at home than, than away. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, as we get closer to FPL coming back, I think that we will dig into this a little more Um like, like, I, I feel silly for me to talk, like, to even think about what players I would bring in um, right now. You know, like, I mean, I can't even listen. Begin the good to think players, that, you know? the like, good players, players will
0: still be good. Yep, and you know, the not great FPL assets will still be not great. It's not going to be a new dawn. It's going yeah. to be, it's going to be different, but it's still going to be the same players that you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's right. I mean, these are, these are, you know um, this is what they've been all doing for 20 to 30 years. They're more, you know, like this is, yeah, you know, yeah, two months away isn't going to radically change how they play or who the good teams are. I think we've already seen that in the, in the Bundesliga too. So, all right. Uh, final question is um, Gavin Doyle says, should FPL bring in any of the innovations of fantasy Bundesliga? The German game seems to reward active managers a lot more, removing an element of chance and killing off any ghost ships. So we did talk about this a little bit last week, but you know, now having spent two weeks with Fantasy Bundesliga, are there things about it that you like, don't like? You know, what are your what's your kind of take on what you know what could be brought to um, FBL? Yeah,
0: this is something that I mentioned last week. I think the rewarding players who don't have the sexy goals and assists, you know, players are getting not just BPS, they're getting true blue fantasy points for completing passes and second pass to a shot, second pass to a goal, yeah. things like this that uh, would just bring more players into the FPL pool of candidates. So I really like that. I mean, the, the star player and moving that around, we've talked about how it's kind of a double-edged sword and that it it makes the game more fun but it also kind of it could lead to alienating some managers that are less active and you know people in big FPL circles will gripe about ghost teams and ghost teams either being worthless or sometimes spoiling your FPL cup run but at the end of the day we want more people participating we want this game to grow and to be big and to be a phenomenon
1: so i you know we we personally do i mean if i were you know if i managed a mini league with 20 of my friends and i wasn't in the business of you know having a patreon and a weekly podcast i mean i i I could see some of this stuff being pretty pretty cool you know like having these these like extra touches you know but uh um there's certain things about that i don't like i don't i don't like you can't check other people's teams um you know the the thing that i like one of the things i like most about fantasy is Tracking all the my mini league players, you know, like not just you, but just like, you know, if I'm in fourth place in a mini league and, you know, we're right around the stage of the season we're in right now, I want to see every transfer everybody's made. I want to see who their captain is. I want to see what their bench looks like. And you know, it's part of the fun for me is, you know, who am I rooting against, you know, instead of just who I'm like rooting for. And so the fact that you kind of don't know that until the game week is over is, um, takes some of the fun out of it for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I find myself becoming like a grumpy old man thinking about this where I'm like FPL is fine as it is don't change anything and <laughs> I I never want to be that person who is resistant to change I mean, we talked about this with the introduction of VAR and you know yeah. you want to accept change things do change whether you like it or not and uh you know you just have to figure out what you're going to do about it but FPL is a pretty good game um and I think it yeah. stands up to fantasy Bundesliga as it is
1: Agreed, for sure. Um, I like that. Um, I, you know, they don't like you said. I, I like I like all the little you know duels. won. I like. I also even shots. I, it feels like it's a little more positive. You know, there was a big chance that and an Cuckoo missed in the first half of Leipzig's match, and if as a fantasy manager, you're like ooh, that's going to hurt him you know like that's a big chance missed like no no bonus points for this guy um and there's there's just no bonus points in this game it's just it just it was just a shot and he actually got credit for 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 being aggressive and shooting um and um, I sort of like the like scrapping the bonus points and just rewarding all of your contributions I mean you still lose points for a yellow card you still lose points if your team concedes goals but um I like the idea that it's a little more positive and so I think you see it in the scores too right I think my I had 135 points this week. I think I had 125 last week, um, and so you're just accruing more points, and that to me is more fun. It's more fun, you know, just the more points you score. It's just um, there's just more things to root for, and uh, and more ways to um, to feel like you're doing well. You getting
0: 135 points in Bundesliga is like a Big Mac costing three dollars in America, but ten thousand yen in Japan. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just a different currency. <laughs> sure. sure. Uh, let me, I want to ask you what you think about the transfer system, because the cool, the, the generous thing about fantasy Bundesliga is you get three free transfers every transfer window. However, the problem is you only get three transfers. So I was looking to make some moves and solve this problem that I have with my defense in my squad but I couldn't get there with just three transfers. There is no option to burn points to take that advantage to get in more transfers. So it feels uh, restrictive in that sense while also being cool that you always get three free transfers have you run into that being an issue? Did you make all three transfers that you had at your disposal this weekend?
1: Yeah, I definitely made all three transfers. Um, and I did think about that too, although um I guess I don't mind that. I don't mind it just being three, you know, um, as as a as a limit. I mean, you know, if you extrapolate that, I mean you can basically make a full wild card, you know, in four or five weeks, um, in terms of you know, can completely redo your team. Um, but I think uh Yeah. So I I guess I didn't, I didn't really mind that. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's so, it's so different. Um, and, um, are there even wild cards? Is that even an option? I don't, I don't know if that is even like a thing that you can do in this game.
0: Um, you have to get it tailored for perfect fit. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So we're still, we're still learning all the, the ins and the outs. Uh, I think I'm kind of with you on the star player thing. I I don't personally, I, it's worked out well for me, but I, I I think that I'm already like obsessed enough with fantasy. I don't, want to be in the position where like it's a saturday night and i'm out with my friends and in the back of my head i'm already thinking shoot do i need to move my star player from x player to wire player you know it's like i i almost like that you have to like relinquish control once the game week starts Mm -hmm. um and then you can just kind of enjoy the matches or you know try to
0: yeah i think i think i'm with you
1: all right i think that's a good stopping point in the premier league discussion we're gonna take a quick break and we have a lightning round right? i got lots of different we have a, a grab bag of lady around quite a proper lady round this time so uh, let's take a break and we'll get back to it
0: all right guys there is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner bet online bundesliga is back but also nascar is back and bet online has hundreds of other games events and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling... The final dance. Josh, I dipped in on this video, and Horace Grant was talking about not letting Michael Jordan eat his lunch. It was it was heated, man. It was it was pretty interesting stuff. So visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Betonline, your online wagering solution.
1: All right, Brett, we're back. Lightning round time, FPL Mikey says. How many fantasy games are too many currently playing three, helping to run one, potentially joining another? Uh, I thought about this because a lot of people were like, man, I'm really enjoying this fantasy Bundesliga. I think I'm going to do more of it next season. So uh, how many fantasy games are too many for you, Brandon Kelly?
0: Um, I I have a few different answers to this question and I will keep it brief because our brief is 60 seconds or less in the lightning round. But when The Premier League is going, I'm obviously playing FPL, and then I play a score prediction game, which I wouldn't qualify as fantasy, just a score prediction. And then I have room for one other fantasy related thing, whether it's a daily fantasy thing, whether it's a rotisserie draft thing, but that's usually going to take third precedence. Like All focus will go to FPL. If I'm honest, I probably only have room for one fantasy game. But if I had to, I'd probably have the bandwidth for two to three.
1: Yeah, I so for me, it's been it's been one. Uh, I uh, I've enjoyed having the Bundesliga thing. I, I don't know how, I, how much I'd be able to keep it up with, with two. I, I really do. I'm, I'm too obsessed, though, with one. I, I'm not a casual. I mean, of, of course, we're not really have this podcast, but like I'm not a. I mean, I watch like all the matches, you know, like I mean, it's like 10 matches in a game week and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not missing much, you know, like maybe a little bit of a, a of a Saturday one that's, that's happening, but you know, it's, so it's a lot, it's like a lot of content already. And so it would almost, they would have to be at like different season, like different times of the year. Like I have um, MLS is like a fantasy league that I have been really interested in, in the past. You actually did it one year, I think. I did it for one week uh, yeah. and then I just for completely week. forgot <laughs> yeah. about it.
0: So if the Premier League comes back in, say, four weeks' time. Sooner, yeah. maybe a week later, what happens to your fantasy Bundesliga team? Do you just put it aside and say that oh, was that was no. a fun dalliance?
1: No, no, no. I, I would see it out for sure. I but I don't know if I'd start a new, you know, a new league the next season because I'm just not good at being casual about it. You know, like if I was going to do fantasy Bundesliga, I'd want to be completely all in on it, you know, as well. And um, you know, I think that something like um like NFL fantasy is something that might be like make a little more sense because it's a little easier in terms of like there's a draft at the beginning of the season. And in theory, once the draft is over, you're kind of you could be done. You know, like I mean obviously like it doesn't you know there's waiver wires <laughs> and trades and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's, you know, like it's yeah, I mean I guess I guess it's true of FPL too. I mean you could just be dumb, but, you know, the season in the NFL is, you know, half the size, you know, and it, it basically runs from September through December. And so you could kind of make it work, you know, Um but MLS would be the one, I think. And it's just I think the problem is just that it launches in, you know, March, which is kind of like the peak end of season for fantasy. You know, it's I'm just I'm so all in at that point of, of, of most fantasy seasons that um it's hard to just be like, all right, I'm going to table. FPL right now, and I'm going to learn, you know, about 300 different mm-hmm. players in a completely different league um, at the same time. And I've I, I never quite been able to figure out how to do that, you know, and actually, well, I've, yeah, yeah.
0: I've got some advice for you, Josh. So when you first encounter Bundesliga in the woods, you say, you just have to be very clear up front. I'm not looking for anything serious here. I've got a girl back home. This is just like <laughs> A, f- a, a camp yeah. fling, and that's, gotcha. that's it. Yeah. And so long as you set that tone right out from the start, mm-hmm. there won't be any issues. Well, no issues at all. What you're X, doing is X you're like, oh Bundesliga, 6-5. you're the one for me. <laughs> you know, you're, <laughs> you're the one for me, and you're going to be trying to juggle yeah. both of these relationships, and it's going to blow up in your face I hope Tipper pretty soon. Before, do you know, you're gonna be <laughs> <laughs> before you know, you're just going to be playing. Before you know, you're just going to be playing fantasy MLS because that's going to be all that's left for you.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Uh so yeah, I think one to two, I think is 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 the sane answer. Uh FPL Mikey says any, and this is a question for you because I'm not doing this, he says, Do you have any idea how to play virtual FPL well? <laughs> so how is your how is your virtual FPL team doing?
0: Uh virtual FPL, uh, which you can play at livefpl.net. Um and for those of you not in the know. The people at LiveFPL.net just set up a full Premier League season, 38 weeks, and they run just simulations on these games. You draft a squad just like you would in FPL. You have chips and captains and all that sort of thing. And then it's just all simulated from there. And I feel like I kind of nailed it from the first game week. Like me and actually Nick Wright, uh, one of our producers, um, got out of the gates week one and was running. But now you look at the number of total transfers, which like I'm looking at the um, always cheating virtual fantasy league that Mikey actually set up. So Mikey is into this. You can uh, see Nick Wright has made 28 total transfers and I've made nine. And I'm (laughs) um, I'm just three spots away from where Nick is. So the trick for me with virtual FPL is don't overthink it. Like the data is going to favor players who are consistent and it's going to favor like talismanic players on teams where there is only really one person who does anything like Bruno Fernandez is going to get an assist every freaking week on virtual FPL. <laughs> if anybody on crystal palace is doing something, guess who it is?
1: Wilfried Zaha.
0: Yes, Wilfred Zaha. <laughs> Aubameyang is the only one scoring goals for Arsenal, so it's pretty. It's pretty straightforward. Kevin De Bruyne is going to get one, probably two assists every week. He's okay. Rarely going to score goals, but one random week he's going to get a hat trick. And that's okay. kind of the infuriating thing about this simulation is it honestly doesn't make any sense, but it's still fun. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> uh well, good. Well, that's great. Uh, I don't even know what to say because that does not sound fun to me I think that was. I think but that I, was exactly <laughs> the
0: answer that Mikey was looking for. Very helpful, I'm sure.
1: Uh, AJ says, uh, "Bring in respect to Fantasy Bundesliga says, uh, what sources do you guys recommend for easily digestible F- FBL information? Any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> you should um, have asked me I this question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so okay i will i'll give my very brief answer to aj's question and then i'll pitch it to you because you probably have more to say because you as you've noted you're you're way into flying fantasy yes. bundesliga you're, you're high you're high flying that's right you're in a full relationship with fbl right now <laughs> uh-huh. i haven't digested any information apart from the phenomenal ronan murphy who was a guest on always cheating last week Mm -hmm. and he's at goal.com so ronan knows his stuff so just check him out yeah uh beyond that i just i've just been watching the games and trying to glean what i can from there what about you? yeah
1: well um our friend eric freeman i think has done a great job on twitter of uh highlighting various uh teams and players and um so you know he's been useful just give me like a little bit of that kind of narrative you know like who's who's good what's the story of this team like should i have three players from this squad or not um and uh but otherwise i have been taking a full-on delbert approach which is that i just want to have a rooting interest in most of these matches so (laughs) when i've been making my transfers i and this i did this when i set up the team too i was like well i want people who play on saturday sunday and monday so i just sort of had players from those three teams and i did that blended with players i'd heard of before So it's a real like, uh, you know, if like, I don't even know, like if somebody just, if somebody liked the Premier League and just played fantasy for the first time, that's probably what they would do, you know, (laughs) just like a mix. maybe not, maybe not the like matches in different days thing, but just like, it's like a blend, you know, I don't know. It's like players I can afford and players I've heard of Uh, that didn't really answer the question at all, did it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. uh, Twitter. I've been like using Twitter and uh, (laughs) seeing who people talk about and going from there.
0: Bundesliga baby I don't want to know how many siblings you have Or about what your daddy does This is just a summer fling Let's not get into yeah. all that stuff Let's not
1: yeah. let's not mess around with that stuff sounds Let's like keep a, it casual Sounds like a violent femme song uh, Red Dagger says uh, The Lance Armstrong documentary on ESPN Tonight Will be way better than the Michael Jordan one Discuss
0: Well Okay Is Is James being is he joking here? I mean, I Lance know. Armstrong is a, I mean, I, I understand that our podcast is called always cheating, but you know, that's just a stadium chant. Lance Armstrong is a true blue cheater and, yeah. you know, kind of like the opposite of what you want an athlete to be. You know, that, yeah. that was what, so the big takeaway from the last dance, the Michael Jordan documentary was he was, he was a total asshole and he did whatever it took to win. That was within yeah. the laws of the game, as far as I could yeah. tell. It was, um, a, it was Lance a, Armstrong is just a, a a dick.
1: It's basically a feel good story about the consummate winner. You know, I mean, whether you like his personality or not, the Michael Jordan documentary was fun, you know? And it's like, it was like a, we had a happy ending as far as the kind of narrative of the documentary was, I mean, you know, your own feelings about him aside, you know? And so I'm not really like, uh, you you watch bummer documentaries, which I like never do like I will yeah, I will never <laughs> watch american uh-huh. factory i I kind of grew up you know I'm from Michigan and so I'm like I remember like watching Roger and me when I was young that's Michael Moore documentary and uh American movies another one and like just like documentaries that expose how awful life is for most people uh in most parts of the world, certainly parts of the United States they just like make me feel bad and don't give me a lot of perspective and um, Or just personally, I don't well, know But I I'm, also like, I, I, I grew up, you know, not Like I saw a lot of that growing up, you know And so I feel like I don't really need to like Dig back into it too much, you know So I don't know You you, yeah. live, well, you know, I'm you and your Michigan ivory in tower too, so. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it's like, I don't know what you, it's like pretty similar uh, backgrounds But I, I, for some reason I was, I'm like a working class And you're a giant snob, I guess is where I was yeah. Well, I, that. I do not, know that, for not a not f- purpose Yeah,
0: I just sort of <laughs> end up there I, I do know for a fact that James is way into cycling. And for those who are into cycling, Lance Armstrong, I could see how he is kind of like a Michael Jordan figure in that, that sport. Yeah. So good on you. But, you know, if, if wearing a rubber bracelet makes you feel like a god, then,
1: you know, go for it. Yeah. Cycling. So do you like cycling? I can't watch cycling. That's like NASCAR for me. Like I just <laughs> – wheels in motion. That's just not my –
0: well, at least like the Tour de France, you're getting to see great parts of the countryside. At NASCAR, you know, you just you basically just see uh, a bunch of people not trying to get hit by a, a screaming yes. tire flying through the air.
1: Why don't you open up Google Maps, take your little guy, drag him to a place, drop him in, <laughs> just look at some pictures. That's,
0: you know, same, mm-hmm. same thing. Or go to France.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, sorry about the documentary thing. I, I don't know what I was implying there, but just... Uh, I just don't like to watch things. I mean, like I'll watch a movie that makes me feel bad, but a documentary of some of the documentaries, like they hit harder, you know, like you watch a, a, like a really harrowing documentary. And I feel like that that'll stay with you for, for weeks, Mm -hmm. years, you know, like it'll like really get at you. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that's that. But yeah.
0: I, pe- some people like that. It's, it's kind of like a, a scary movie. Like, I don't like scary movies because I don't like to get scared. Right. And I don't like that to stay with me. Like, is there a cloaked figure who is, you know, always two feet behind me when the lights go out? I don't yeah. like that. Um, but to have these these great human truths that I find in documentaries stick with me for years, that yeah. makes me a better person, Josh.
1: Yeah. It's smarter too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, final question is from uh, Jeff Holt. Uh, he says, can you give me the up-to-date stateside situation on the uh, on MLB in college sports? Uh, I, I, you know, I asked He's this question. Up I, to it? Yeah. Well, there's, there's some news. Um, I, you know, where we are right now with college sports is uh, I guess beginning June 1st and places that aren't you know shut down that some of the college athletes can come back so chance we'll have uh college football i think it's i think we're still going to have a lot of canceled matches i think we can end up just seeing conference matches instead of some of the uh um kind of opening opening games you know that are that are played across divisions um no
0: central michigan versus michigan state university yeah
1: exactly i think there's like i think michigan state was supposed to play like uh i don't know i think it was like a um uh, what's that uh college in um utah not utah but the uh, bring him young Brigham I think it was young. just like play byu or something and it's, it's kind of hard. it's hard to imagine like that match happening you know this this fall i just you know i can't really see it, it just feels like this is such, such a massive like go across all the way across the country to play BYU. it just you know doesn't seem worthwhile and uh so I, I don't know, but I think uh the newest, the latest news in baseball um is is pretty tricky too. Um they kind of outlined how they could reopen and it's possible in July. But the problem is baseball needs a lot of um training. You know, it's such a such a strain on in, in your arm, especially over pitchers, that you can't just you can't just really pick it up after a, a couple of weeks of light training the way like you can in the NBA or the Premier League. It's like you need like A month really to to get the arms back in shape. And so that one seems they're looking at like maybe a half like 81 game season. So um, we'll see Uh, the NBA is now looking at playing at the um, wide world of sports uh, complex and they would all play like what is where is that? it's yeah, i think it's in florida and uh they florida los angeles I think it's florida um and they would it, it would also be like one of these like college basketball like you know like um thanksgiving tournaments you know they play where they get like eight teams and they go to like the maui Invitational or whatever aircraft carrier yeah and so they would all like play at this complex i guess i don't know that feels it feels like summer league it feels hard like how could you take that seriously You know, like, I mean, I don't know. It's like one thing, like, I mean, the the empty stadiums are one thing, but even being in the stadium does give it a kind of gloss of being real, you know, like, yeah, there's nobody in the stadium, but you're still playing in your proper home stadium. And I just don't know how, like, you know, the Pistons playing the Nets, you know, at the Disney wild world of sports complex, like would it feel in any way in front of no fans would feel in any way like a legitimate game, you know, and not just like a scrimmage, Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, that's, that's, that's where, that's where they are.
0: Well, uh, it's, it's fascinating to me that, um, well, it is fascinating to me that you see all these, um, soccer leagues, European football leagues that are going to be light years ahead where, of, uh, where these college sports are and other American professional sports. And
1: it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It does make you wonder if, uh, if certain people had taken things more seriously, you know, where we'd be, but that's, uh. That's for our politics podcast, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. it's our our vertical that we'll be launching soon. Uh, So there we go. Uh, If you'd like to support the podcast, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Hopefully we'll have some Premier League news next week. Um, And if you'd like to support the podcast uh, until then, and join our Fantasy Bundesliga League and uh, join our Slack chat, uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. As a reminder, the winner of that league gets their pick of any item from the Always Cheating shop, including all the new merch that Brandon just added uh become a supporter say thanks for what we do and get access to uh, all the stuff i just mentioned um and uh, brian do you want to thank our producer patrons including our newest oh column? i'd
0: love to big thanks yeah big thanks to our producers trevor ingerson mike DePetro, chris howell andy penn chris carter martin savage brian t the big gaffer bob coon chef husby ben Grant, james holland Jazz binning dave Wagner, lodal nick wright jim Payne, brian chin Blair Jacobson, Frederick Kian Gransky, Travis West, Alan Creasy. I'm going to take all these breaths out of the, the final pot. Josh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Victor Forberg Skoging, Paul Hersig, Kyle Christine Lelang, Stian Niehaus, Barry McGuire, Peter Bodectel, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Andy Martin, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markoff, fplmerch.com, James Conroy, and our newest producer, Brandon B. Big thanks to all of you. Rate review and subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast wherever fine podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, ACast, and uh, your favorite podcast provider. Follow us on social media. The handles are as follows Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hellcheaters, Facebook.com slash always cheating. Send us an email with your lengthy missives, hailcheaters at gmail.com. And for that online shop and all this information and more, visit our website alwayscheating.com Thanks, everybody. See you next week.